Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? picture of our relationship. Our kinsman, he desires a relationship with us. We must come to him, lay at his feet, ask for his covering, and we must be those who are willing to get to know him, to have a relationship with him, to, reque- to request not only redemption, but relationship. And Ruth did this all according to what Naomi had instructed, and we saw at the end of chapter 3 that Ruth had to simply sit still and wait for the kinsman to do his work. She had to wait on the kinsman redeemer. He had to do work and remember what had to be done because we learned there was another, a closer relative, another kinsman. But just like our nearest relative, Adam, the nearer relative to Naomi could not redeem Ruth because he was not willing. Therefore, he did not qualify. And in Ruth chapter 4, in the first 10 verses, two weeks ago we saw this. We saw Boaz. He went to the city gates to ask for the right of redemption. And when the closer relative failed to redeem, because he wasn't willing or able, Boaz declared publicly and legally that he would redeem Ruth, that he would redeem this Gentile bride. He did this for Ruth, an outsider. She was an outsider, a Moabite woman. She was not able to redeem herself, and so Boaz did this for her. And so not only did he qualify but he was willing and able to redeem the Gentile bride publicly and legally. And in this, I told you that this, we see another beautiful picture of our Lord who publicly and willingly went to the cross of Calvary, who walked up the hill of Golgotha in front of all the masses, in front of all the people recorded in history forever. He did it publicly and legally under the law, and he paid our price, and he redeemed us. And it's a beautiful picture. And we saw, though, Boaz at the gates of the city last time. Remember, he had... He had reconciled this with the other kinsman, the nearer relative, who could not redeem. He had declared he would be the redeemer, and this is what he said about Ruth. Verse 10 in chapter 4. Moreover, Ruth, the Moabitess, the widow of Malhan, I have acquired as my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. You are witnesses this day. And I just want us to think about this because... All the way back in chapter 1, I told you, chapter 1, Naomi is not the same woman in chapter 4. In chapter 1, she was bitter, and all hope seemed lost. But don't lose the fact that Ruth also had all hope lost. Do you understand what Ruth was doing? When, When Ruth decided to return with Naomi and be loyal to her, she was giving up on a future of her own. She was giving up on ever having a family. She was returning with a widow who had no sons. There was no provision. And so she was giving all that up to return with Naomi to a foreign land, a place she knew nothing about, where Moabite women were looked down on so much. She was going to be an extreme outsider, and I don't know if you've ever felt that way. 
But you know what? The Lord loves you. He loves the outcasts and the outsiders. That's his heart. We're going to see that in this beautiful genealogy of Jesus. All the outcasts, they're just like you and me. But she was an extreme outcast, and obviously no good Jewish mother would allow her son to marry a Moabite. They were a cursed race, remember that. Cursed for ten generations, and Ruth just happened to be in the eleventh, just happened to be in the eleventh. But I spoke about God's divine hand of providence and had been working the entire time, and we're now seeing the result of this because it all changed in a single day. In one moment, God can do things in one moment, in one day, things we can't even fully understand. Don't give up hope. Keep praying. Keep seeking the Lord. He can change your situation in one single day, in one single moment. And we saw that. In one moment, hope had arrived. Hope for Naomi's family to be extended and redeemed. Hope for Ruth to have a husband who loved her, a husband who would redeem her, a husband who would protect her and provide for her, one who would give her hope and a future and raise up a family with her. And that would have been a great place to end the book of Ruth. Happy, happy ending, right? It's beautiful, but God didn't end the book there. We see everything has come full circle, but God didn't end the story right here. He had more to tell us. And really, it's a beginning. In verse 11, look at this. We read the response of the witnesses at the gate. Ruth 4.11. And all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel. And may you prosper in Ephrathah, easy for me to say, and be famous in Bethlehem. See, these men are happy for Boaz. He's in his mid to late 40s. He's probably never been married. He's all alone and he's a man of high character. He's well-liked. He's kind, he's considerate, he loves the Lord. And so no doubt they're happy for Boaz, their friend, who finally has a wife to continue the line. Not only Naomi's family, but his own. And so no doubt they're happy. And they say, the Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel, and may you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in, in Bethlehem. And we know the story of Rachel and Leah. If you don't know that story, I'll summarize quickly. Remember Jacob, who became Israel. He really loved this woman, Rachel, the, the daughter of Laban. And Laban was kind of a stinker, wasn't he? But so was Jacob. And God was teaching Jacob a lesson. So he said, you serve seven years and I'll let you have my daughter, Rachel. Oh, he loved Rachel. She was beautiful. Leah, the other daughter, the oldest daughter, she was not so beautiful. The Bible said she had weak eyes. Well, when you look at that in Hebrew, she wasn't a looker. Let's just say that. <laughs> So, so here's the thing. I'll be kind, all right? So here's the thing. So Jacob, he serves for seven years happily. Oh, I love Rachel. I'm going to serve. I'm going to get her. So on the wedding night, what does Laban do? Of course, she's veiled. He marries her, and voila, it's Leah, the oldest. And he says, hey, I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. Work another seven years, and then I'll give you Rachel. Because in, in our customs, we have to marry off the oldest first. And so Jacob, the heel catcher, right? This guy who's a swindler and a stinker himself, he's learning a lesson. He's being treated like he treats others. This is another lesson for all of us. The law of sowing and reaping. Have you ever wondered why God keeps putting those people in your life? You know those people. You know what I'm talking about. That person in your life that keeps teaching you a lesson that you refuse to learn because you've sown so much of that in your own life. 
And God brings those type of people into your life to teach you a lesson? Because make no doubt, that's what's going on here. Jacob was learning valuable lessons from Laban. He was learning not to be like Laban, not to be like himself. God was teaching him. And know this, if you want to reap a new harvest, start, start sowing new seed today. Sow new seed in your life, in the lives of others. And you'll reap that harvest. Sow love and forgiveness and kindness and watch what happens. Don't be like Jacob. But here's the thing. We know that these two women would be the foundation of Israel. Jacob would have many children through mostly Leah, but then eventually even through Rachel. Remember, she would have Joseph, and then she would die in childbirth with Benjamin. But this is what the blessing was. In ancient Israel, they would always say, may your house be like that of Jacob and Leah and Rachel, the foundational family of Israel. May your house be foundational. That's what these men are saying. And I just want you to understand, this is also prophetic. This is also a prophecy. Because what they said came true as well. The blessing came true. This family would become foundational in the birth of who? Messiah himself, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. This family would be foundational. And not only that, it would happen in the very city, the very town they were in, their town, Bethlehem. But these men, they add a blessing in verse 12. May your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring which the Lord will give you from this young woman. Now, <laughs> there's some lessons in the story of Tamar as well. And I won't go too much into that um, on Christmas. The Bible has a lot of stuff in it. <laughs> you know, it has some stories. But remember what Tamar, what happened to her. Tamar, there were a lot of ugly details in her story, but I just want to say this. You know, some of us in this room, many of us in this room, maybe we have some ugly details in our past. Things we still wrestle with and contend with. Turn them over to the Lord. Don't let the enemy have his way. Turn them over to the Lord and he'll use those things in a beautiful way. God's not afraid of your past. No matter what you've gone through, no matter how ugly it's been, just turn it over to the Lord and live for him. He loves you that much. As we're looking at all of this, we're going to see the genealogy of Jesus has some things in it, has some people in it, just like you and me. He didn't, he didn't run from that. The Lord embraces that. Today, if you've been through things and your past is is checkered and questionable, give it to the Lord. Whatever you're wrestling with, anything that still haunts you, give it to him. Cast your cares upon the Lord, not with a fishing pole, because you reel it back in. Give it to him completely. But Tamar, she has this kind of ugly story, but we know what happened with her. Tamar was to give birth to Perez. He was one of the twins, but know this. He became the father of the Bethlehemites and the Frathites. He was the most famous and influential patriarch of that time. One of the most powerful within the tribe of Judah. But when you read the story of Genesis 38, it's quite a story. Tamar was denied a kinsman. Remember, her husband was so wicked and evil that God killed him. Literally, God killed him because he was wicked and evil. There's another lesson, okay? Just <laughs> go read that out. But then his brother did something wicked. He used Tamar, but he refused to be a kinsman redeemer. He refused, and so what did God do? He killed him too. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. 
Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.